How's it going? Back at it again. Uh, we got a lot of things to recap from yesterday. Two MMA events happened. Bellator 192 and UFC 220. Uh, some good events. Those are some good events. I cannot, I can say here and say that I enjoyed the events. Uh, they were, they were, they were action packed pretty much. I can say that. And I'm pretty happy for both of the, the event organizers in Bellator and UFC. Uh, they executed a good event and shout out to the fighters for just executing uh, them fights and giving their all. But yeah, today's Sunday, January 21st. It is 1 p.m. Just finished waking up, uh, if I'm going to be honest, but got that coffee in my system. And now I'm ready to go and ready to discuss those events. But before I speak about that, uh, today's NFL as well, some NFL games. Uh, I'm going to be able to catch the Jacksonville Jaguars versus New England Patriots. Uh, go Jags. Why not? Let's go with the upset. Let's go with something new. And yeah, my Giants are out of the out of the race. Obviously, they didn't have a good season. Pretty terrible season. But we'll see what happens next season. And yeah, uh, I'm going to be able to catch the Jags and Pats game before work. I do have to work overnight today with my dogs. I work at a dog hotel, so you know, they got to get taken care of some way. And yeah, it's run 24-7. Good thing I only do this overnight shift one day out of the week. So I'm pretty happy about that. Because I can tell you overnight is not the best thing. Not the best. Uh, it's not the best shift. But yeah. It could be worse. I could be doing something even harder, but I'm just chilling with dogs for the most part. But yeah, let's talk about the events. Let's get into it. And uh, I'm going to start out with the Bellator 192 event. And I'll just go straight to the main event with uh, Rampage Jackson versus Chael Sonnen. Uh, the tell of the take pretty much of that fight was if Quinton was going to be able to use his stand up and damage and rock Chael Sonnen. And Chael Sonnen was going to have to utilize his wrestling and his quickness because he was like 15 20 pounds uh, uh lighter than rampage rampage came pretty uh he came at a pretty big weight uh compared to chael sonnen and i thought that was gonna play out to rampage's uh, advantage because i thought it'll be harder to take him down uh it'll be it'll just be hard for chael because he just uh weighs less but in the end, Chael Sonnen used his wrestling like we all thought he would. He knew, he said it himself that he was going to do it. And he executed well. And Chael Sonnen looked uh, lighter and quicker on the feet. It makes sense. He weighed less. And he was kind of uh, outstriking Rampage at some points because he was quicker, landing some shots. But those shots really didn't hurt Rampage at all. He was just eating them. And I think the weight helped as well, the weight advantage there. But anyways, uh, Rampage always had a chin. <laughs> Tell me when you see Rampage get knocked out or his ass kicked like that. You know, it hasn't been for a while. But yeah, uh, that was what happened. Uh, I wasn't shocked. Uh, I guess uh, if I was Rampage, I'd just be a little disappointed just because I did get new coach. I did get new training partners, a new environment. A lot of new things were happening in his life because he, he wanted change. He thought he needed change and he went to a new weight division. And it didn't plan out, it didn't play out the way he wanted it, but hey, I don't think this is the end for Rampage. I see a lot of, those comments are crazy, man. If you look at comments in in, the, in YouTube videos or, or just anywhere, some people are just savages. They just be saying some crazy shit sometimes. But yeah, people are saying he should retire. I don't know. Uh, it was just one fight. We'll see what happens. Uh, he, has a, he has a couple more fights in him this year, right? He didn't really get damaged up that bad. He didn't get knocked out or anything. He just got... Uh, 
out-wrestled and you just got out-cardioed and you just stood the wear and when someone's on you he just couldn't he really he really didn't have no answer and yeah that's what happened in the main event uh chow Sonnen moves on in the grand prix and let's see who chow Sonnen fights uh either fade or frank mir one of those opponents i don't know who's gonna fight but we still have a few heavyweight fights left uh we got ryan bader versus king mo and then we got roy nelson versus um god he's in the tip of my tongue uh Matt Mitrione. So we got a couple couple heavyweight fights there that I'm, I'm excited for. We'll see what happens. Chael Sonnen is still in there. And come on, we got to love Chael Sonnen. He knows how to speak. He knows what to say. And he's an honest guy. And he's hilarious. So uh, I'm happy he's still in there. But yeah, good luck to Rampage Jackson. I'm a fan of his. I watch his, his Twitch streams. But it didn't, go, uh, it didn't go his way this night. But we'll see what's next for him. But that's pretty much what was the tell of the tape. And yeah, that's the take for that fight. Let's discuss the Michael Chandler versus um, y Yomagachi. I'm not sure how you say his opponent's name, but out of respect, because I don't want to keep on butchering it and sound stupid when I when I say his name. And, you know, it's, it's bad if I don't know his name and I don't know how to pronounce it. So I'm going to just say his opponent. And yeah, Michael Chandler just uses wrestling, uses grappling, his ground and pound to his advantage. As you can see in the later rounds, just pure dominance from him, cutting up his opponent, just using that ground and pound very effectively. And props to Michael Chandler getting that win, using what is to using his um using his attributes well, right? He didn't go out there trying to do something that he's not the best at. He went in there with the game plan. He went in there using his wrestling, using his grappling, using his ground and pound. And that's what he's known for. We know what Michael Chandler brings to the table. He's a former champion. And all he does is bring good fights. And yeah, shout out to him. Uh, his opponent did land a nice little spinning back, like spinning leg, like back kick, whatever you call that. I don't know how you call that, but it was nice. I don't think Michael Chandler, Michael Chandler was hurt. I just thought he, the force of it pushed him back a little bit, but he didn't fall. He got his stability back and was able to just dominate after that. And yeah, props to props to Michael Chandler. I don't know what's next for his future. I don't know what's next for him, but he gets another. He gets a win, and let's see what he does. Right? Uh, he was a former champion. Let's see if he can get back to that belt. And other than that, uh, good luck to his opponent as well that he fought. Um, I don't know what's next for his opponent as well. But he definitely has to recover, you know, definitely has to rest for a little bit because he did get pretty much, he got hurt in that fight, he got cut up. So I'm assuming he's just going to rest for a little bit and get back on the drawing board. But that's it for that fight. Uh, Michael Challenge takes the victory. And now let's talk about this Douglas Lima versus Roy McDonald fight. Nothing but pure pure class, war technique, and just uh, veteran savviness and just desire to win from both of the opponents. And Roy McDonald edges out, just edges out just a little bit, just because of the wrestling he utilized in that whole fight. He used it to his advantage, his grappling. He, you could definitely tell, he was obviously has a little more experience there. He was, he excelled there, and he, and his opponent definitely needs to work on that ground game. But hey, Douglas Lima did his thing in the stand up with the vicious leg kicks that just was tormenting Roy McDonald. But Roy McDonald survived that and was able to gut it out, like I said, with the wrestling and win it on the scorecards. But that reminded me of the Jose Aldo versus um, Uriah Faber fight where, oh my god, Uriah Faber's leg was getting chewed up. Chewed up, just the same thing as Roy McDonald's, but he, Roy McDonald was able to win that fight. 
And yeah, props to both of them fighters that gave their heart, their desire, and will. And yeah, Roy McDonald is now champion. He went from the UFC to cross over to Bellator, and now he's champion. Back, he's back as a champion, and it's good to see that. Uh, Roy McDonald has worked hard, and now he's a champion. So good for him. Uh, Douglas Lima should be there. Be there should be nothing. He should be. Oh god, I don't know why I'm messing up right now. There should be nothing he should be ashamed of in this fight. It was pure class. He was a pure class act as well. After the fight, taking pictures of Rory while he was on the stretcher, hurt because of his leg. I mean, he was just showing class. He's a class act. Good stuff for you, man. Shout out to you, Doug Lima. Definitely won me as a fan. And he just used uh, he used his will as well, man. He was there doing his thing, having success, but he just didn't edge it on the scorecards. And what's next for him, I don't know. But he just needs some rest, and we'll see what's next. But yeah, I think he'll get he'll be back in the win column with his next fight. Yeah, he's a good fighter, so good luck with Douglas Lima and good luck Roy McDonald. You're the champion now, and we'll see what's next for you as well. So good luck to both of those fighters. But before I talk about UFC 220, I want to give a shout out to Bellator and the people that went there. I saw Nate Diaz went to the Bellator event. Uh, he took a picture with Wiz Khalifa and a few others. So there were some names out there watching the event. Eyes on Bellator. I like yeah, I like to see the eyes on these two organizations. They're the biggest um, MMA organizations right now. So it's good to see that. It's good to see MMA on the rise. It's good to see there's options. You know, there's options. Oh, I want to go see this UFC event. I want to go to this event. Uh, I wish the events would uh, somehow, you know, be separated. But hey. They did at the same night. It's competition, so what, what do I know? But hey, it was a successful night for that Bellator event, except for the main event a little bit. It did leave a little to be desired. But hey, man, other than that, good event. I'm a fan. I had some fun watching it. So yeah, and thank you. And also shout out to those to the whoever uploaded the uh, the two matches of Douglas Lima. Rory McDonald and Chell versus Rampage because I wasn't able to catch the event live. I did catch it for an hour at 9 p.m. before the main the UFC event at 10. So I watched an hour of it. I watched the beginning fights, of course. But after that, I didn't watch the two main events for Bellator, the co and the main event. But I did catch it on YouTube. So shout out to upload those videos because now I was able to watch it, give my analysis, give my take, and see what happens. So yeah, shout out to that. That's how I watch those two fights. But other than that, let's cross over and talk about this UFC event, UFC 220 in Boston. Wow, 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 wow. And I'm saying wow because I'm just very impressed with uh, Daniel Cormier. And I'm saying wow to the people without a steep A, right? I did think this fight would end in the finish, but I, I didn't think Francis Nagano was gonna to, like win and destroy Stipe, right? I thought it was gonna be a war and someone was gonna get knocked out, but I didn't think it was just gonna be a decisive victory from somebody where someone just getting this quick knockout and that's it, it's all over, right? I did think someone was gonna get knocked out. If I'm gonna say that, you can see my predictions there. My predictions, I said, uh, I think someone's gonna get knocked out, it's not gonna end before like the third round. However, I was wrong, it went the distance, and it went the distance with pure dominance by um, Stipe. Stipe just executed his game plan very well. Right in the beginning of the round, of course, you know, for, he had to watch out for the power of Nengano, like the, 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 the pace and 
and the activeness of Ningano was there, of course, in the first round. But after that, Ningano was slowly getting depleted, and pretty much was depleted by the fifth round. He was done. He was done. He was out of the gas tank. He had nothing left to give. We're just throwing very minimal punches because he was that tired. And it's good to see that he needed to get this uh, loss, I think. He needed to see how it is to be tired in the octagon, not in sparring, but in the octagon with another opponent. And he needed to get this loss to see that you can't underestimate anybody. And there's levels to this shit. There is levels to this shit. Just like Daniel Cormier said and how he defeated uh, Vulcan, he said there's levels to this shit. And Francis Nagano has to get to that level. He's not there yet because he only relied on his knockout power, right? We only see him knock out his opponents. I haven't seen his ground game. I haven't seen him do things in the ground. I haven't seen him last five rounds or three rounds. So, you know, we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know what he bring to the table, but I didn't know who was going to win either. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, yes, I knew it. What did I tell you? Stipe was going to win. No, I didn't know anything. I just thought this was not going to end in decision, but a knockout from any opponent. But hey, am I shocked what Stipe did? Not at all. It's crazy. Stipe has been in wars. He's been hurt and he's come back when he was hurt. He got hurt in the Alistair fight and knocked out Alistair. TKO'd him, right? So Stipe knows how it is to feel, he knows how it feels like to get her, to, to recuperate, to get his senses back, to be in a war, to, to give war, uh, to knock opponents out. He's, now he's been through it all, just like he says in his press conference, I beat all these opponents. Of course I'm the best heavyweight. We'll see if that's debated because in the press conference Daniel did say that Kane was. And we gotta see that fight, let's see if Kane comes back, if he'll get a warm-up fight, or he'll go straight away and fight um, uh, Stipe. But I definitely would like to see that fight. Or why not Daniel? Daniel did hesitate because he thinks his boy Kane is coming back to fight Stipe. So he doesn't want to fight Stipe for the title because he's not trying to, you know, get in the way of his boy Kane Velasquez, right? He's trying to let his boy fight that, that heavyweight championship and get it from Stipe. So yeah, hey, that's called loyalty. That's his boy. But yeah, that was a tell of the take, man. Stipe using his wrestling, using his range, gaining in, popping in, backing out, dodging, weaving these punches, and just dominating with wrestling, dominating with that grappling, laying on Francis Ngannou, grounding, pounding him, and just wearing him down, wearing him out. Ngannou was tired. After the second round, he was tired. He was done. He was depleted. You could tell with the deep breaths, with the way he was walking, looked like he was stumbling a little bit because he was tired. And Stevie was using that right hand nice and effectively. Like he was busting up the lip of Francis Ngannou. But hey, we, we got to see that Ngannou has a chin. And granted, he did have like 20 pounds, <laughs> 25 pounds more on him than uh, Stevie. But he has a chin, man. He took some shots, man. And yeah, so Francis Ngannou got a chin on him. I haven't seen him get knocked out yet. I haven't seen him get stunned. So definitely that dude got a chin on him. Yeah, that's a tough take for that heavyweight bout over there. We'll see what's next for Francis Ngannou. Interesting, very interesting. We'll see what he does. He was very humble in defeat. I, I guess you have to be right. He was very humble. Talked about how he underestimated Stipe and how he Stipe had a better game plan. And how he, he used too much energy in the first round. It almost sort of sounded as it, 
as the Conor McGregor fight with Nate Diaz, where Conor was like, you know, I used too much uh, energy in, in the first round and I started to slowly gas out later on because I thought I could knock out my opponent right away. I thought I'll take him out with my knockout power, but it didn't happen. So that's pretty much the same thing that Francis Ngannou was saying. And we'll see what happens if there's a rubber match or rematch right away. I don't know if that's the case because Ngannou did get dominated. Uh, Ngannou didn't really pose any threats. However, when Ngannou did punch though, you felt it and there was, you could see that power, you could see the difference. Ngannou landed a few times and obviously Stipe's face was messed up. But other than that, Ngannou really didn't do anything that fight. After he guessed out, he was doing it. He didn't do anything. You could tell that his ground game was something he needs to work on, something that he didn't really use in his camp, something that he didn't train on. Or oh, I could be blabbing on, but that's what I seen in the fight. It looked like he was using, um, just like perfectly as Joe Rogan was saying that he was thinking the same way. He was just using his energy and, and, and his and his power and, and and his his athleticism to get up. He wasn't using technique. You could tell after that he couldn't get up because he was tired, so he didn't really have the skills and 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 the arsenal in him to get up because everything was taken away from him after he was tired, right? His athleticism, his power was depleting, his stamina was depleted, so he didn't really know how to get up after that. And yes, Stipe, what dominant performance. Good stuff, man. Good job. And Stipe's having a kid. So, wow, man. What a way to end that fight, right? He gets the win and now he, he's having a kid. He's telling us good stuff, Stipe. Just a good year for Stipe right now. It just started. 2018 just began. And it's already off to a good start for Stipe. Go do your thing, Stipe. Go catch that. Go catch the money. Go go see your, go see your kid, the newborn. Go have a fun time, man. Because you're doing your thing, man. And yeah, we'll see what's next for Francis Ngannou. Uh, there is a big hole. He has been exposed, but his power is still there. He's been exposed, but his power is still there. It was just a matter of um, now his opponent surviving with surviving that power and executing the game plan. But as you can see, there is a flaw in, in his game, and that is uh, his stamina and his ground game. So we'll see if opponents are, are even... Alright, uh, we'll see if opponents are now willing to take the fight now. We'll see if opponents are excitedly taking the fight now. We'll see what's happening when it comes to Francis Ngannou and his opponents. But Stipe, we'll see what's next. Like I said, Kane, uh, is it Kane, Daniel? I don't know what's next for him, but we'll see what happens. And yeah, let's talk about the Coleman event with Daniel. Just like I said, there is levels to this. There's levels to this shit. Like he said, and I agree with him, so I'm going to say it too. There's levels to this, man. He was saying in all press conferences, he was saying that he's just now on his level. And he showcased it tonight. You know, he did have to weather the storm. It's not like he got stunned or hurt, but, you know, Vulcan was there throwing punches, landing them. And, and after that, man, Daniel Cormier just did his thing, went to the ground and dominated. Just purely dominated him. Made Vulcan look like he didn't have any ground game. Just not one bit of ground game. And he just dominated, moved swiftly, did what he wanted on the ground. Almost had the choke in the first, but executed and did this nice, very nice... Uh, uh, I don't know what you call that. I, I've seen that plenty of times and I hate that. I don't know what it's called, what Daniel did, but it was like this... This little, it's not even a dark, it's not a dark choke, it's, it's something where his opponent couldn't move. He had him flat on the floor, he had his arms trapped, he, he, he couldn't move. All, all Vulcan could do was move his head, but other than that, man, 
oh my god, he had him trapped and Daniel Cormier was lying in vicious punches and ended the, ended the match by TKO. And I'm not surprised at all. We all know what Daniel Cormier brings to the table. He only lost to John Jones. Other than that, he's dominated his opponents. He's he's executed. He's shown us what he's about. He has the ground game, the grappling, the the dirty boxing, the boxing in him. And he just knows what he's doing. He's a he's one of the most humble, uh, educated, and just very uh, cool. Uh, light heavyweight champions that there is in the game and he's been winning for a while now He's just been dominating for a while now. So not shocked at all. He did his thing. I picked Daniel Cormier to win I th And yeah, good stuff Daniel Cormier. He did go on the Prince conference He gave us just great insight on how he felt after John Jones fight and why he was sad He was just giving us so much info information And I think y'all just need to go see yourself. He was very humble. He was telling us how he feels He opened up and I, and Daniel Cormier always opens us tell, tells us what's on his mind And it's great to see that and he's a loyal man always talking good about Kane and Luke Rockhold and, and Khabib He is pretty much saying that his whole camp is about to be champions out here and it looks like it's so so far, you know, Khabib is fighting for that title. Uh, we'll see what Luke. Luke is fighting for the interim title as well because Whitaker is injured. He's fighting against Joel now. And, you know, if Kane comes back, maybe he goes right away and fights Stipe for the title. So that whole that whole camp, training camp over there is looking well. It's building champions. And that's what I like to see, man. Loyalty in camps. And it's good to see that. But, yeah, that was a tell I take for those fights. I'm going to just focus on those two main events solely, but I'm going to give a shout out to Rob Font, man. Wow, man. I don't know if this, he was an underdog in that fight, but he definitely dominated uh, Almeida. Almeida was having trouble finding his range, finding uh, the range to strike with um, Rob Font. As you could tell in the first round, Rob Font right away uh, executed that jab well. He had that timing on the jab, was hurting Almeida, was hitting him, and Almeida was showing damage right away already in the first round. Almeida was throwing leg kicks. I, I felt like Almeida should have thrown more, more, um, more leg kicks to the face. Uh, for some reason, he was—he almost landed. He did land one actually. So I thought like he should have kept on throwing leg kicks uh, to pressure off the, to like keep off the pressure from um, that Rafan was using on him. But it, it really just showed that Rafan's striking was just a little bit better than Thomas Almeida. When Almeida did hit, you could feel it. You could see the the power in it, but it didn't really affect Rafan. Rafan was using that jab. Uh, he was using his boxing well, and then he just took over that fight. That's why he TKO'd Almeida. And it was just Ashiro, man. Shout out to Rafan. We know what Rafan brings as well. His other fights, he's shown his boxing, he's shown his striking, he's finished opponents before. So I'm not really surprised. But this is a great win for him, man. This puts him. This puts him on the top man he beat a rank 10 opponent in thomas almeida so good stuff ralph font a good finish i don't know what's what's next for thomas almeida this is a, a setback we've seen all the hype around almeida but this is kind of a setback i don't know what's next for him he he did get tko'd again i don't know if his chin is success i don't even know how to say that freaking word so don't make fun of me all right that them s's is crazy for me out here them s's is crazy for me out here but yeah, but I feel like his chin is a little bit exposed now. He has gotten finished again, so I don't know what's next for Thomas Almeida, but we'll see if he has to regroup, see what's, we'll see what's next for him. But yeah, good luck to Thomas Almeida, but shout out to Ralph Fawn, man. Ralph Fawn wants another fight. He wants it back in Brazil, like he said in his interview. So go do your thing, Ralph Fawn. What a great win for you, and keep on doing your thing. But other than that, um, what a great fight card in UFC. Uh, UFC 220 was great. It brought some action-packed fights. 
the heavyweight fight, people might see it as boring because I know he Stipe did lay on Francis, but it was a good game plan. If you're really an MMA fan, you know what you're seeing. It was a great executed game plan. He did that on for a reason uh, to get to obviously you know regroup, get some stamina back, and just lay on Francis Ngannou, put that will on him, put that body on him, and just make him tired, man. And that's what he did. So what a great card! I, I'm so excited. So, so very excited uh, that I got to watch these cards and it was good to see and it's great to see uh, great champions win in Stipe and Daniel. We'll see what's next for these upcoming fighters as well. But yeah, other than that, thank you for tuning in and watching it. Uh, this is my analysis. Uh, I don't know what's, uh, I really don't know what's next for either of them and Daniel and Stipe, but I just know that they're getting their rest. And yeah, uh, I do want to see Nate Diaz come back too. Nate Diaz, get your ass back in the ring. We got to see them fights, man. Get back in that ring, Nate Diaz. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Nate Diaz, so I had to shout him, out here, shout him out here. Anyways, he did show up to the Bellator event, so hey, I could bring up his name, right? But yeah, <laughs> we'll see if Connor comes back too. There's so many questions, so many things to be answered. It's crazy, man. It's about to be a crazy year for UFC. About to be a crazy year. But hey, thank you for tuning in. I'm logging out. See y'all later. Tell me your thoughts. Message me. You know, clap. Do whatever you need to do. Just let me know that you're hearing this podcast. And just give me your insight. Give me your take. And let's get it. Sass.